0: Good evening our top stories tonight Anthony Richardson's pro day is in the book we have teams drooling all over him and we have a very special guest here tonight we have Vegas insiders very own breaking news specialist here at player profiler Jill Bijol on the show making her player profiler today debut all that and much much more on player profiler today. jill welcome to the show such an honor to have you make your debut i know you made your official player profiler debut with aaron on the instagram you've been on the tiktok for a couple weeks now but nice to talk to
1: you live of course i'm happy to be here thanks for having me on
0: absolutely the pleasure is all mine so jill why don't you introduce yourself to people because they've seen you popping up on the tiktok on twitter on instagram all over the place but who is jill Bijol and uh Why don't you talk about your exciting plans tomorrow as well?
1: Right. Um, Yeah, that's a good question. Who is Jill Bajol, right? Um, I don't even know. (laughs) I I currently reside in the lovely state of Florida. I know you and I were just having a conversation about weather. Uh, Very happy with, with my weather. But I've been working in and around the professional sports media broadcasting realm since about 2018 when I was still in school obviously with some internships and freelancing getting foot in the door. And then I graduated so kindly in the year of 2020, when uh, there was no jobs, so really took to social media and brought myself up to up to the social media standards, learning it learning the algorithms, all that fun stuff. And then I just in the last year really kind of got on working with some companies and player profile being one of them in the last few months that have actually reached out and just hit it off with talking with the pod father and great conversation and kind of kind of rolled from there. It's always a great
0: conversation with the pod father. It always is just you you learn so much. Yeah, you, you gotta do a lot of listening, but it's it's always a pleasure. So we're happy to have you on board. We're excited that you're creating some content for us. You're a gambling specialist as well, correct? And not just for the NFL but for a lot of NHL stuff I've been noticing.
1: Yeah, I so I my top two. Well, talk about three sports mainly, but my top two being NFL and NHL. I have recently dipped into F1, just because why not? Um, specialist, I, I'm good at it. I, I don't want to give myself that much of a title. <laughs> fair, fair,
0: fair. And uh, obviously, we know what bet you'll be placing tomorrow in terms of Ooh. March Madness. At least one of the games, Final Four, with your FAU Owls.
1: Yes of course, it's uh, very exciting. Uh, definitely the most exciting thing to happen to our school since uh, Devin Singletary and Lane <laughs> Kiffin were, were there. Uh, I got to experience that part of school. I wish I was in college right now at the game or watching the games from the campus. I think it'd just be so much fun. I could go do that, but then I'd be the weird almost 30-year-old wandering around the campus. So Not going to do that, but yeah, we, uh, tomorrow evening, 6 PM and here's hoping Monday at 9 PM. I will also be watching.
0: Fingers are crossed for you. Great uh, throwback the the Devin Singletary Lane Kiffin era at FAU. What a, what a time in history that was considering where we are now.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: (laughs) So now let's get into some of this NFL action. Some of the stuff that's going on yesterday, we had Anthony Richardson's pro day and it was (laughs) electric twitter blew up about it and it's always funny to me because you see that big throw at the end and then Mm -hmm. you see the the replies anthony richardson he throws the ball over 70 yards in the air well he underthrew the receiver he had to slow down that's not the point it kills me every single time but what were your thoughts on richardson's pro day yesterday
1: i think he had just like a lot of people were saying just that really good day good showing especially you when you're rookie you're going into the draft you want to have a day where everyone's talking about you because any press is good press and he definitely went out and showed off and showed why he's worth it for teams to pick him up should teams be needing a quarterback
0: and the thing that I've noticed the Raiders are talking about quarterbacks Mm -hmm. they've met with a couple they've had dinner they had dinner with Anthony Richardson the night before and as a Patriots fan you know plenty about Josh Mm -hmm. McDaniels and so I have this theory that the Raiders, they're going to trade up for from seven to number three draft Anthony Richardson, because Josh McDaniels wants his Tim Tebow. He had a lot of fun with Cam Newton, even though Newton wasn't Cam Newton, the star at the time. He had a lot of, he had a lot of fun with those power runs, didn't he? So I, that's where I'm coming from. Am I crazy here?
1: I, so personally, as a Patriots fan, I, I don't mind Josh McDaniels. He's definitely not been my favorite. Uh, Way better than Matt Patricia. So that's...
0: (laughs) As a a Lions fan, I agree.
1: Way better. But uh, I think that, obviously, Jimmy G, coming over to the Raiders, worked with Josh McDaniels before, and there's some former Patriots players over in in Las Vegas. So Josh McDaniels knows what he's doing. He knows what he's getting out of these players. I think it's smart of him to be poaching a younger quarterback because we don't know Jimmy G's longevity in in a span of a season. It's what last three or four seasons, hasn't necessarily made it through a full season. So I think it's smart for him to be poaching a, a team member that can play under Jimmy G, learn the playbook, learn how Josh McDaniels likes the style of play, and then come in when he's needed.
0: And it buys Josh McDaniels more time, too, because if this yeah. season's a failure, it looks bad. Hey, you just kicked Derek Carr out of town. You got worse. At least then Josh McDaniels can point and say, but but look, I've, I've, I've got Anthony Richardson. You can't fire yeah. me. You, you got to <laughs> let me with anthony richardson first so yeah
1: of course i I mean i'm still puzzled as to why teams are trying to push josh mcdaniels as a head coach we've seen it a few times and it's not worked out so maybe las vegas is his calling but inevitably we'll have to find out come come september
0: (laughs) I, i am completely with you on josh mcdaniels i do think this ultimately does not work once again but we'll see what ends up happening with him and with these quarterbacks we had you put together your rankings before the show. You've got CJ Stroud as QB one. Is that correct?
1: I do. I, I very much have him as my QB one. I just think that he is, he's it. And let's be real. Panthers are taking him. I think he's going to fit directly into what they're looking to do. That it's an entire new team out in Carolina. And I think he's a piece that will fit directly right into him. Um, I, I, did take Will Levins as my number two. I just think he's also another quarterback you look at right away. He is NFL ready. He's going to fit into whatever system takes him, and he will go high. Uh, and then I know a lot of people are over on Bryce uh, Young, but I actually put him down at my fourth pick with Anthony Richards being towards my third pick of quarterbacks, uh, as we just spoke about him. But Bryce Young, he is shorter for quarterbacks, and we've seen that before with Guys, and I'm not saying it to be mean. It's just, unfortunately, offenses have to work hard when you have a shorter guy, Kyler Murray being an example. So I think that it will be a specific offense that he can fit into.
0: I actually laughed when I was reading your show notes that he's short, not being mean, but it's true. (laughs) It's true. He's short. He's the same height as Kyler Murray. But when you look at them side by side and you see they're both around 215 pounds, It's not the same. Kyler Murray is yoked up. He's gotten thick since he joined the NFL. Bryce Young is a slender Mm -hmm. guy. And so I think I agree. I don't know in terms of NFL where these guys will have them. But for fantasy, I've definitely got Bryce Young as QB4. Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, they are just the the Greek gods carved out of (laughs) marble. And CJ Stroud is just the prospect he is the yes. clear cut top prospect and especially for Frank Reich when he lost mm. his job because he couldn't figure out quarterback there's no way you go with a project right
1: unfortunately Frank Reich is the guy that will probably go with a project you're taking a project when you get Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz I'm sorry uh, my old my old man sorry had to come up on my desk he has a little bed here uh, <laughs> but I, I think that it would make sense for Caroline. And if I'm fr- Frank Wright, I know I want to keep my job. So it would make more sense for me to say, listen, I got a young guy. We're going to have a construction year. Definitely be okay. We're not going to be great. And then obviously be like, evaluate my job after this season. We're going to construct this year.
0: That's what oh, would make most sense. So you don't think they're going to take CJ Stroud at one? You think? No, they're I gonna- do think. Oh, they're gonna-
1: sorry, yeah. sorry. I think the project makes sense. You can get by as Frank Wright with a year of construction and be like, don't judge me just yet give me a year
0: yeah absolutely and i i more mean we're not looking at anthony richardson where it's he could fail but not because of frank reich there is no way that cj stroud fails he's going to be a good quarterback cj stroud is a guy that doesn't get you fired will levis i'm glad you're in on him as well though because that is Mm -hmm. a player profiler special and i find it so interesting that will levis 65.7 percent completion rate the past two years in the sec And he is considered inaccurate. He turns the ball over, all this stuff. Bryce Young, 65.9%, 0.2% higher completion rate than Will Levis. And he is the prospect. He is so accurate. He is just the guy. It
1: it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I I do completely agree with you there. Glad to
0: hear You're fitting in great with player (laughs) profiler already. You you like the good players, and that's important here. (laughs) But we're going to hear a word from our sponsors over at Epstein for the YouTube channel at the very least for the podcast. You get to keep hearing us talking anyways. I just get so hyped every time I watch that ad. The music. Honestly,
1: it was a feel good advertisement. I, I was smiling the whole time. I the, now kind of think I need one of those <laughs> screens. The,
0: the music just gets me going. It's, it's hard not to be in a good mood after watching that. And as a Patriots fan, is it hard to be in a good mood lately or is it easy right now?
1: I, I think inevitably I knew the departure of Tom Brady was going to be a massive change because for 20 years, an offense, a coaching staff was around and designed around one guy. And as I think Bill Belichick is still a fabulous coach. Can't argue with it. I obviously an off year and really again, the Matt Patricia thing was something so bizarre. And I don't think that was a Bill Belichick choice. I think that was a higher up choice that clearly did not work. Um, I'm excited going into this season and there's a few reasons as to why I think this free agency and Aaron and I talked about it uh, uh, a couple days ago on the Instagram live for how conservative the Patriots were in this free agency. They did and picked up great players that I think are going to fit into that offense. Uh, and, you know, I see on the, the notes, you had a, a few of them pointed out and that being that uh, Mike Gusecki, Mike Gusecki to me is the Best pickup I think the Patriots did the entire free agency. We haven't had much of a, sorry. we haven't had much of a tight end realistically since the Gronk era. I think Mike Gusecki is a young guy. He can be molded fit into and learn this playbook and be a great tight end. We see for the next few years at uh, in the new England Patriots offense. So I, I, that's my favorite pickup that they've done. And then I know there's a few with Juju replacing Jacoby Myers. I see you've put, but I'm not worried about him. I think we're starting to see that sophomore Juju back, and I think this is going to be a good season for him. My biggest concern being Mac Jones, who is at the helm. How good is he going to be?
0: So not a Mac Jones believer then?
1: It's not that I'm not a believer. I think he he's good. He fits into he fits into systems. I just don't believe that New England is his system. Obviously, the frustration last season with Bailey Zappi coming in and the, the contract talks and the trade talks, he got very upset over all that. You saw him on the sideline. And that's the one thing. If you're playing in New England, you got to have your thick skin. You got to know all this talk is going to go on. That's 20 years of listening to guys be like Bill Belichick and that New England system is rough. So I just think he, he's not necessarily designed for this system personally and, and I I'm interested to see how
0: he responds without Matt Patricia because I yes. I, I can't blame him for getting upset on the sidelines fully it I know is. he shouldn't do it but Matt Patricia and when Kyler Murray's yelling at Cliff Kingsbury it's like I kind of get it because these guys don't know what they're doing they're just they're clowns yeah. and Although
1: I think the, there's a I think there's a mutual amount of either of them don't know what they're doing because mm-hmm. College and NFL, as much as it is the same game, it is such a different game. And it's really difficult to be a player that can come in and immediately succeed. And if you do that, that's great. I just don't think Mac Jones is that player that came in and immediately succeeded. I think he had a great rookie season, but that sophomore year, that slump was so bad. And I don't necessarily blame Matt Patricia for that. There's a lot of accountability that Mac Jones needs to have for that sophomore slump.
0: And I'm interested to see how he attacks this off season, knowing that he underperformed Matt, Patricia sucked, but he doesn't have that excuse anymore. You it's time to put up or shut up essentially. Exactly. And so with Bill O'Brien, with a real offensive coordinator, because mm-hmm. we, we say at player profiler all the time, coaching matters on the margins. It mm-hmm. matters when you've got a really good coach or a really bad coach and everyone in the middle, it's just, Yeah, it's the same. And so going from a really, really bad coach in Matt Patricia to even if Bill O'Brien is just average, I think he's above average, but he's fine. That will make a difference. And we'll see who Mac Jones really is in 2023.
1: Exactly. I very much agree. Make or break year. I also put in the show notes and kind of to end it off, I wouldn't be surprised if at some point we inevitably saw Bailey Zappi make a start.
0: Oh, you think he's going to get benched?
1: I I think uh, uh, that sophomore slump was bad enough. I think there's potential if he, you know, gets a few, four or five, six games in, and he's still just in that same slump that we saw him last season. I wouldn't be surprised for Belichick to be like, all right, dude,
0: go over. So if Belichick is considering pulling the plug, maybe not considering now, but I saw a report, he wouldn't commit to uh, knock Jones being the starter. That's nothing unusual. That's yeah. But What about Meek Mill calling <laughs> up Robert Kraft and saying, hey, Lamar wants to come play for you. Lamar wants to be a New Patriot.
1: Yeah, I think that that is, since we're talking rappers, I will say, I think that's ludicrous, just to keep it funny. <laughs> but um, I, he's not going to fit in New England's system. New England has its own system. Bill Belichick obviously makes sure to keep a system working a specific way. New England has not fared with, running quarterbacks very well and bill o'brien looking at him he loves his two back system and he likes to have them play on and off with giving a little scraps to the third and fourth back every once in a while and especially with stevenson and uh robinson wow i just blanked on his name for a second he has his two back system i think robinson's gonna fit right in where harrison was and keep that same backfield going strong so I don't see a necessity where I think Lamar Jackson would fit in and be great because we're also talking Mac Jones isn't necessarily the best thrower and I personally don't think Lamar Jackson himself is the best thrower his biggest threat is on the ground so I I just think you're trading throwing for throwing with the same guy and again my opinion and all New England as you said it's not really
0: set up for Lamar to succeed. There is yes. no speed around because mm-hmm. with Lamar, he is an inaccurate thrower down to down. He thrives when he's got a big catch radius because the guy's wide mm-hmm. open. That's why Rashad Bateman did great. That's why Hollywood Brown did great at times. But with Devontae Parker, the clasher on the outside, that that's not going to work so well. Kendrick Bourne, he, he's a little bit more better at it, and they hope Tyquan Thornton can be that guy. But it sounds as though the Patriots have – Quashed that rumor already, they are out on Lamar Jackson. Do you have any thoughts on where Lamar is going to go, if not New England?
1: I think ultimately he's going to stay with Baltimore. Only team, and as Aaron and I talked about this last night, the only team that makes sense to pick him up is the Falcons. The Falcons have had success with mobile quarterbacks in the past, they know how to work those systems. Arthur Blank came out and said all of those statements of which I completely agree with. He hasn't shown his true longevity. He hasn't shown his production that warrants what he's truly worth. I think the Ravens were very fair on that deal. And I think ultimately he's going to find out that no team wants to pay him that much and give up that many picks to Baltimore. Cause it's not going to be Baltimore's not taking crap for him. Let's be real. So I think he is going to ultimately be in Baltimore and he I, there's lots of talk. If he stays, he does that Lev bell situation, which I don't think will work well for him either.
0: Yeah. I don't think that the holdout works well, unless the, the only, only way it works is if he holds out, I think it's the first six games and then he has to return for the, the final 10 to get that accrued season mm-hmm. towards free agency. So that's the only possible yeah. way it works. And even then he's still playing on the yeah. tag. He can't skip the whole year. Cause then it just restarts Correct. this clock. Yeah. So.
1: I, I think he stays in Baltimore and I think he needs to suck it up and sign the deal. That was very fair for him because Baltimore Baltimore's is in a weird limbo. They want to acquire and get more players for him, but if he's not committing to them, why are they going to go out and build an offense around him? If they're going to ultimately go after someone else and build an offense around that person. So he needs to make his own decision and ultimately stay in Baltimore. And it's
0: interesting. You mentioned they're trying to acquire weapons, acquire wide receivers. We've heard reports that they're in on Odell Beckham. I think he signs with the jets. Mm. The second, you don't think he goes to the jets.
1: I think Odell Beckham needs to go away personally. (laughs) I'm so (laughs) over Odell Beckham. I can you know credit where credit is due. He is a fabulous player, but I think he brings way too much noise to any team. (laughs) I'm over him.
0: I I was not over him with the Rams run. I truly enjoyed that. But now reading about him every day since (laughs) July, now I I, I agree. I am over. I just I want him to sign so then we don't have to hear about it anymore. And I think he signs with Jets the second that Aaron Rodgers is traded, but Yeah, I I really hope that he signs soon because I'm sick of it. I am so sick of it.
1: (laughs) And Aaron Rodgers. Like, if the Jets and Packers can figure it out, I'm sick of all of it.
0: (laughs) I completely agree. Some of the other receivers, though, that the Ravens are considering. Cortland Sutton, they're sniffing around him. And DeAndre Hopkins, who I know your New England Patriots are also sniffing around as well. Will that work out because of the Bill O'Brien connection?
1: I don't think. I think that prior to it really being announced and everything that Bill O'Brien was going DeAndre Hopkins would have loved to have gone to New England and then obviously with Bill O'Brien going there and their past histories I don't I don't foresee it where it works out and DeAndre Hopkins has a successful tenure if he did go to New England I would love to see him on the Ravens if again Lamar's there that what a great weapon for him um but I I feel like DeAndre Hopkins is Again, you're getting a year, maybe two out of it. He's definitely an older player. So he needs to go to a team that needs an immediate veteran presence, which would be a great place in Baltimore.
0: That's the thing with DeAndre Hawkins is these outside clashers and all of a sudden just, and it's done. We've seen it with Julio. We saw it with Andre Johnson back in the day. And I don't think it's happening this year. I think DeAndre Hawkins is going to be productive. It just isn't going to last much longer. I don't think it is possible with the Patriots. I think he would be absolutely miserable to be yep. back with Bill O'Brien. I think the the Ravens or the Bills cuz Stefan Diggs needs help up in Buffalo. He really does.
1: Yes and no. I Stefan Diggs needs help, but does Stefan Diggs want the help? Stefan Diggs ego could never warrant him wanting help. He loves it. He loves that stardom. Minnesota Miracle, come on. Like he's that's that's his gig. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think oh, – I thought it was going to be the Cowboys until they traded for Brandon Cooks, but now Brandon Cooks is in Dallas. He's got to go somewhere, though, because – go ahead.
1: The Brandon Cooks he. – I'm sorry. Brandon Cooks' prime was a few years ago, and after that nasty hit in the Super Bowl, I he's definitely not been the same. I don't expect much production out of Brandon Cooks, especially on a team with Dak Prescott, who is also another quarterback that's just not not my favorite, not the best. So interesting,
0: but I, I think Brandon cooks, what he does for the offense, just opening things up. I think yeah. that's more valuable than his true actual production. Still have him above Michael Gallup, but either way, this is the CD lamb show, much yes. like it's the Stephon Diggs show, but they just need another option in, yeah. in Buffalo. Cause Gabe Davis, isn't it?
1: No, Gabe, I completely agree. Gabe and- Davis. He tried, he had his moments, but yeah, he's not it.
0: No, he's not it. Deontay Hardy is a a role player. I I would love to see Khalil Shakur break out, but another role player. But I'm I'm getting to the point where with DeAndre Hopkins, I'm sick of it too. I'm sick of the Aaron Rodgers news. I just want these cycles to end. I want the news to come out. Hey, these moves have been made. The one I'm not quite sick of yet is the Austin Eckler saga, because we haven't had a lot of chatter about that. We've had basically like three days of it where it was, hey, Austin Eckler wants a trade. Austin Eckler can meet with teams. Day three is Austin Eckler wants to stay, but he wants money. So what do you think ends up happening there?
1: I personally would really love to see Austin Eckler be traded and go to Cincinnati because Joe Mixon, we're not quite sure what's really going to be going on with all that legal, legal mumbo jumbo. So I think Austin Eckler could fill in if inevitably it becomes something that Joe Mixon is, no more on the Bengals and could be that same powerhouse running back that we saw. He wants his touches. He wants to play. That was the whole issue in LA was that Stanley was not utilizing him. So he needs to go somewhere where that is going to utilize the running backs. And I think Cincinnati is a great landing spot for him.
0: That's interesting. Cause I've been hyping Bijan Robinson to the Cincinnati Bengals. However, he could be gone before they're on the clock. So much like Deandre Hawkins, I think we see, if there's a trade for Austin Eckler it's going to be on draft night and it's going to be after some team misses out on their guy on their yep. top wide receiver on their top running back Eckler to the Bengals that who that'd be basically the the LSU offense but Eckler is now <laughs> CEH and actually good at that role
1: yeah exactly <laughs> oh,
0: I, you, you got me excited you got me in on Bengals <laughs> with Austin Eckler final couple questions i want to ask you here what was the Best move of free agency for 2023 so far? Because it's not over yet.
1: Yeah, of course. I'm going to also throw it back to Cincinnati. I've been looking at a lot of their moves. And they've looked like they finally have beefed up that offensive line, which I have for years been saying, and especially after Joe Burrow's knee incident a couple of years ago. It's obviously been a necessity. Last season really showed their struggles of what they didn't have in that offensive line. So I'm really happy to see that they beefed it up uh, and they definitely utilized the free agency to do so.
0: I'm excited about the Bengals, too, because they they did did try last year to beef up that offensive line. But by the end of the season, uh, the the beginning of the season, it didn't work because there were so many new pieces. They didn't know how to work together. And by the end of the season, everyone was just hurt again. So at no point did we get to see the mesh of it. And so I think you hit the nail on the head because you moved Jonah Williams to right tackle. Now he's Mm -hmm. not even a full time starter. He gets to compete with lay Collins when he comes back and the rest of the offensive line just improves. Yep. So could we be looking at a MVP type season for Joe Burrow? Cause I've said Joe Burrow's win an MVP by 2023 at the latest. And this is my last chance to get that.
1: <laughs> I I obviously very possible. I mean, there's so many other threats out in the, the quarterback realm because the MVP always is a quarterback. It's let's yeah. But um I would love to see Joe Burrow win an MVP. I think he is one of those guys that he really goes out. He shows his passion about the game. He plays hard. He's not in it for the money. He's not in it for the the ego or the, you know, the, the, all the, all the talk that comes with it. So I would love to see Joe Burrow win an MVP. I think if they can get that offensive line going, they can keep their connection, keep their validity and how well they've been performing, especially towards the end of the season. They had a lot of great games, a lot of great moves. They can keep that going, keep that momentum into next season. I could really see, yeah, the potential of the MVP year.
0: Good. That was a test question because I am the I am the biggest Joe Burrow fan that there is. Big, big Joe Burrow fan. Absolute star, in my opinion. So that was a test. You passed. Congratulations. (laughs) Final question before we get you out of here. What was the worst move of the 2023 offseason so far? And again, this could change. There could be a worse move. But at this point, I, I don't know if there's one worse than what you've got here.
1: Yeah, um, I picked the Buccaneers taking Baker Mayfield because how on earth do you follow up having the goat as your quarterback to Baker Mayfield? It would have been better if you just drafted a QB and k- kept going with that. But yeah, that was a very interesting pickup for me.
0: Oh, but but they believe in Kyle Trask, don't you know? They 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 believe that Kyle Trask could start.
1: Yeah, I I have a lot of confusion. I think the Buccaneers are just going to go back to that normal Buccaneers. We always see, obviously Tom Brady came in and changed that offense, but I don't see them keeping the momentum of what Brady created for them <laughs> into the years to follow.
0: Confusion was the right word. Cause I think there's a lot of confusion within the Buccaneers organization as yes. to who they are. Yep. I I still think Jason light is a solid general manager. I think he can pick some solid players, but I don't know if the roster is going to be complete and yeah, it it's going to be a nightmare.
1: Absolutely. Not going to be a great season for the Bucs. And you know what? If they come out and they end up having a great season, I'll eat my words, but I really do not foresee it being a great season for them.
0: Oh, what if they win the NFC South just because it's so terrible? Uh, right.
1: Well, no, Panthers. Panthers. I, I think yeah. they're still
0: the worst team in the NFC South. I think the Falcons are getting better. I think the Saints are... F- Fine with their car. They're
1: fine. F- <laughs> They're
0: fine. But Jill, thank you so much for joining me here tonight. Any final thoughts, any pluggables to plug?
1: No, uh, final thoughts is of course, let's go owls FAU all the way. If you don't know who to root for now you do. Uh, otherwise you can find me at my handle. It's Jill Bijol. and, uh, you know, see what I'm doing whenever and wherever.